verse 1 through 3. And he's just so amazing. As you're reading and looking and going through stuff, you just see more and more of it. And for me, I get more and more excited. And uh, so thankful, so honored to get to be here with you guys and see all your smiling faces. So good. Glory to God. Psalms 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Glory to God. It's easy when you are dealing with anything in your body or in your finances or anything like that to, to maybe lose track of some of the benefits of God, to maybe get your eyes focused on a pain or a suffering or a bill or, or something going on in your life, and it's easy to draw back a little bit. But this verse tells us we don't want to do that. We want to keep those benefits straight out in front of us because no matter what you're going through, he has a good plan. He has a good purpose for your life. He wants you to be able to go over and accomplish everything he has laid out for you to do in this life. So we can say, we can hear those words, well, good, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in. Amen? I'm going to throw about three witnesses at you on part of that scripture. And then we're going to go through about ten other places that confirm it in one other witness so that we can really kind of dial this down and hopefully answer this for everybody once and for all, no matter where you grew up or what you, you learned as a child or as an adult or maybe you just got saved and you're just now understanding some of the goodness of God. Well, we're going to try to circle this and confirm it in us. Remember um, how faith comes? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, you're going to get to turn to some scripture. You're going to hear from the word of God. Glory to God. So let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their disease. Verse 18. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them. Now, the Psalms 103 said he forgives all your sin and he heals all your sickness. Luke, our second witness, David was our first. Luke is our second. Our second witness says he heals all of them. Okay, we, how many of you remember Brother Moore talking about his friend who did the etymological study on what the word all means? Yeah. 
all. Okay, so we're not going to go into it. We've heard it. We know it means all. Okay, so let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. This is our third witness. Okay, we had David. We had Luke, who's a physician. And now we're going to look at Matthew. And Matthew said, And Jesus went about all Galilee. Now that's a pretty big place. I had to pull it up on a map because I haven't really studied or looked at a whole lot of where everything lays out over there. But it's pretty good size. Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. We're going to stop there for just a second. So that's our three witnesses out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Shall every truth be established? Amen? Amen. But um, I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like when I'm believing for something, the enemy gives me 400 reasons and excuses why it might not be for that moment. So we're just going to go through the book of Matthew. And I'm going to show you 10 different places in the book of Matthew where he healed every and all. Just in one book. We're not going to go through all of it. And I'm not saying it's exhaustive. There may be more than that in there. But I'm going to show you 10 places starting with that one. Now go on to the next verse, verse 24. In chapter 4, verse 24. Okay, the first one in 23, he was in Galilee Now his fame, you can go back to 24, and his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. It doesn't say he healed them all, but it said they all came and they all got healed. Glory to God. So that's your second one. Let's move on to our third in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. And when even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. And he healed all that were sick, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Glory to God. The fourth one, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Well, every's a whole lot like all, correct? If every person in this section were to stand up, all of you would be standing in this section, correct? They're kind of interchangeable in our language, right? Okay, so... Go on down, I think it's one verse, to Matthew 10 and 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness 
and all manner of disease. So he never spoke anything except the will of the Father, correct? He said, my meat is to do the will of the one who sent me. It's, it's not my own doctrine. It's his. I only say what he tells me to say. I only do what he tells me to do. And he, right after he healed all of those people, called his disciples in um, and told them, I give you the power. Doesn't matter what sickness comes up. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what kind of signs and symptoms you see. All of them have to go away because I gave you power. I gave you authority. Go and do it. Glory to God. Now go down to verse 7 and 8 in that. And as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. You see, the, the enemy always wants us to have to pay something, do something. Maybe, maybe you didn't live just right. Maybe you didn't do something just right. Maybe something in your life doesn't look just right or seem just right. The disciples were human. Some of them did dumb stuff. And yet, Jesus gave them power and authority to cast out every sickness, every disease, to every person they came in contact with. They didn't discriminate. Freely, I gave you this. You go freely give. Freely give means you just go down the road. One for you, 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 one for you. Right on down the road till everybody gets it. That's freely giving. We, as a society and as a people, we tend to want to put ramifications on it and qualifications on it. And we want everybody to fit just right and look just right and act just right before we'll let them be a part. You know, um, my family always calls it Vandy Camp because when you fish and you catch a stick, it's a fish stick. Okay? Just like catching Vandy Camp. Okay? You pull it in, it's already powdered, cleaned, ready for the frying pan. You don't have to do anything to it. Well, many people want their Christians to come in the door already cleaned up, dressed nice, looking nice, smelling nice, acting perfect, and then you can come up and you can receive salvation because you're okay. It's true. That's why the doors aren't full everywhere. That's why people that you know don't come to church. They know people that go to church. It's true. Jesus had them in his neck of the woods. He told them they were of their God, the devil. Amen? Just truth. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Glory to God. I don't know if that excites you or not, but every time I read one, it makes it more real in me. It makes it get rid of all the other junk in me, like another excuse just got kicked out. Another one of the enemy's ideas and thoughts just got kicked out. Glory to God, because all is all. Every is every. 
And if there's no ramifications and freely they received and freely we give, that makes it available to everybody who will believe and receive. Glory to God. Matthew 14, 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. Now we know in this chapter, this is where Jesus had compassion on them because they'd traveled a long ways and they had been with him for days and he told the disciples to feed them. So this great multitude, we know had roughly 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So every sick, every diseased in 5,000 men in the middle of the day. Now, I don't know about you, but where I grew up, most of the men worked during the day. So if you had 5,000 men besides women and children, you probably had two or three times that in women and children because they were available to travel during the day. If you look at the, the disciples, look at Paul, look at Peter, look at um, Jesus and the different people that traveled with him, a lot of them were women that went with him. Because they were available. Their husbands were probably working. But they were available. So at least 5,000 men were in this number. And every sickness, every disease that was there was healed. Glory to God. Go on down to verse 34 in the same one. 14 and 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret, 35. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out unto all that country around about and brought unto him all that were diseased, 36. And he besought and and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Sounds like every one of them again. Every person that touched his him was made whole. There was no line to separate them out. You yelled at somebody yesterday. You probably threw rocks at the other guy the other day. You probably, there was no separation line. They just lined up and received from the Lord. Glory to God. That's number eight. Matthew 15, 29 through 31. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And a great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Let's go one more. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And what did they do? They glorified the God of Israel. Glory to God. That is what it's about right there. Now go to Matthew 19, 1 and 2. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, He departed from Galilee and came to the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. 
and great multitudes. Now remember, Matthew's used great multitudes a few times. One time it was 4,000 people, men, not counting women and children. Another time it was 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Lots of people. Great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. Glory to God. That's 10 different times in the book of Matthew where there was no separation. Every person got healed. Every sickness, every disease, whatever it was that came through, Jesus healed it. The disciples healed it. There wasn't anything left out. It's all and it's every. Glory to God. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 15 and we're going to look at verse 26. You guys are awesome in screens. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have wrought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now we know that uh, seems like they try to have some other stuff that we don't know about that maybe wasn't recorded back then. So go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 61. So every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. See, God knew there would be other stuff that somebody would name something different that was in the book. And so God made provision to heal everything. Everything that came up, no matter what kind of ailment you have in your feet or in your toes or whatever, you may have never heard about it. But God made a way. And because Jesus came and took our sickness, took our infirmity, he took everything, all sickness, all disease. Glory to God. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Verse 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Glory to God. So as we're going through this and we're reading these words, you're receiving health and strength in your body right now. You're getting stronger. Every time we talk about all sickness, all disease, you're getting stronger. One of the enemy's devices just left and another one just left and another one just left. You're getting stronger every time because he doesn't have those tools to play anymore. Glory to God. Let's don't go there. Seems like we're going to pick on Peter a little bit. Let's go to Matthew 14 and 24. Now, this is when Peter 
the, Jesus was up on the mountain and he sent the disciples away and they're going across on the water and Jesus comes out to meet them walking on the water and they're all afraid. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves for the wind was contrary. 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said... Come. And Peter, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink, and he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? Now, you're probably wondering why I brought that up. But I wanted to show you what one word from the Master does. One word from the Master took a, a boat full of people that were, were tormented in fear at that moment and were afraid for their life because they thought they saw a ghost to Him speaking and saying, It's me. They immediately calmed down and it gave strength to Peter. And confidence, and he goes, Oh Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said one word that changed all of history. He said, Come. Immediately, Peter was strengthened within him, and he stepped out of a boat in a storm that he was scared of and fearful a minute ago. And now he steps out on the water because he's got one word from the Master. And he steps out, and for a period of time, we don't know how long, he walks on the water. Now, I don't know what all happened or had to take place or anything about it for a man to walk on the water. But whatever it took, one word from our master gave him the ability, gave the water the ability took away all of his fear for that moment to step out into the water and to walk on it. And for a period of time, until he lost sight of what was really going on with him and Jesus and started looking at the wind and wave again and became scared. But for that period of time, the whole world would change forever. Because a man besides Jesus walked on the water at one word from the Master. So whatever you're dealing with or needing or wanting, all you got to do is hook onto the Word of God. You just got to find one word from the Master, one word from the Healer, one word from the Provider. He is, I am. And I know we add El Shaddai and Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Sitkanu and we add all of this stuff to it. 
But every time you add something after I am, you diminish it greatly. If you say he is healer, now he's not provider. He's not deliverer. He's not all of this other stuff. Because you've sliced the pie down to only in healing. But if we'll leave him as the great I am, you know when he talked about himself, he just said, I am that I am. Because that leaves everything open and on the table for anything that might pop up, anything you would ever need from the beginning to the end. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he left it all open with I am. So every time we add to it, we diminish it. Yes, he is all of those things. And we need to understand he is all of those things. But don't make him just your savior. Don't make him just your provider. Make him I am all you stand in need of. Glory to God. The reason we went through all of that was to get to here. So believe with me, I can get through it without crying all the way through. And you guys can actually hear what I'm saying. (laughs) Glory to God. So many times when we're believing for healing in our body, with our family, with our loved ones, the enemy comes and attacks you. And he says, oh, yeah, but what about this? Or what about that? Well, what about, do you anoint them with oil? Do you lay hands on them? What method do you use? Well, it's not about the method. It's not about whether you lay hands on somebody. It's not about whether you anoint them with oil, just a little, and put it on their forehead or a lot, and it runs down their face, across their beard, onto their clothes. Or you just slather them in it. It's not about that. It's not about calling for the elders to come and pray. And it's not about the way they pray or how they pray. God's merciful. It's not just about touching the hem of his garment, although it works. It's not about rebuking or binding or loosing or laying in the shadow for the anointing to pass. It's not about whether or not you spit in the dirt and make clay and put it on his eyes and tell him to go wash. It's not about these things. Jesus did it all different ways. It wasn't about the method. It's about the healer. It's not about the method. It's not about what location you're in, whether you're in a church, whether you're with a group or whether you're by yourself. It's not about whether you're along the riverbank or whether you're with your best friend or whether you're with a bunch of people with faith. It's not about whether you're by the pool of Siloam or the pool of Bethesda. It's not about whether you're in a house 
or you're along the street like the blind man. It's not about whether you come up to him in a group of ten like the lepers. It's not about the service. It's not about all of the things playing out just right. It's not about the time or the dispensation. It's not about whether it was Old Testament scripture, New Testament scripture, whether it was a scripture when Jesus was on the earth or when Paul in Acts came along. It's not about Old or New Testament. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not about it was the 12 disciples or it was the 70 that he sent out. It's not about whether you're filled with the Spirit or whether you're not filled with the Spirit. You see, if we were just talking salvation, the body of Christians would say you could get saved anytime, anywhere, in any place, no matter how you worded it or what you did, as long as you followed the Romans' road to salvation in Romans 10, 9, and 10, and you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're saved. Nobody doubts that. Nobody talks about that. We go over into John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then He sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Well, if you look at those two sets of Scriptures, saved... In Romans chapter 10 verse 9 is sozo. And it's the same in in John chapter 3 verse 17, sozo. Well, that's salvation and healing. It's all in those two verses. But yet, as a church and as a society, we want to break it up and we think anybody can get saved anytime, anywhere, any way, as long as they believe in their heart, they confess with their mouth. But both of those scriptures talk about salvation and healing. Sozo means to save, to heal, to be whole or to make whole. If you were missing a lung, that word sozo means your angel can go in there and put a new one in while you sleep and fix it. That's what it means. It paid for all of it. We look at Jesus on the cross and he paid for everything. He bore your sin. He took it. You, ha- you can go to heaven. All you got to do is believe on the Son. Receive him and you have your paid way into heaven. But at the same time, he bore all your sickness. He bore all your disease. He bore all of the infirmity that would ever show up on this earth and he paid for every bit of it. You see, it's not about the method. It's not about the location. It's not about who you're with, where you're at, what's going on. It's all about the healer. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him coming, bearing everything for you. 
taken all your sin, all your sickness, all your condemnation. You see, if the enemy can get you into condemnation and feeling bad, he can hold you down and keep you from receiving healing. He can even keep people from receiving salvation. Well, Paul, when he was Saul, persecuted and killed the church. So much so Jesus met him on the road like Miss Phyllis was talking about and, and told him, why are you persecuting me? Not his people, not his church, but Jesus, it was personal unto him. He took it personally when somebody came after one of his kids. Well, God's that way with our healing. He doesn't care whether you have a... Uh, Power Ranger Band-Aid or, or you're like Dave and you got Snoopy Band-Aids or, or probably my, my grandson Liam, he'll want an Octonaut Band-Aid. It's his favorite show. Well, it doesn't matter what method. You see, Jesus did it all different ways. He spit on the ground, made mud, put it in his eyes, told him to go. He told some to go and show themselves to the priest. He, he told everybody a different way because he didn't want us hung up on one, two, three. He wanted us hung up on one, Amen. him. Amen. All of the rest of it doesn't matter. If you believe in him, and you want to serve him and help him. And you'll just receive all that he has for you. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how big society thinks the sickness is. Whether you got cancer or whatever. My dad has had cancer three times. They've told him one day he was not going to live three days. He's still here. God healed him. God raised him up. He had no side effects from chemo or radiation. Just a few months ago, he had a brain aneurysm and um, started acting all weird. Didn't know where he was. Thought his cell phone was a water bottle. All kinds of stuff. They took him in. They were able to operate, get it fixed. Three days later, he was back home. Brain surgery to home in three days. That's the Lord. Speeding up the healing process. We're so thankful for doctors. But they didn't heal him. They got rid of the junk that was bothering him. But then my Lord, the healer, sped up the healing process. The same kind of stuff happened for Carrie's dad. And then for my mom, just a couple of months after my dad, she had the same symptoms. But you know, from 07 not live in three days, to here today, after two or three bouts with cancer, whatever the brain aneurysm was, and he's still preaching the gospel at his church. <laughs> Glory to God. See, it doesn't matter the symptoms. It doesn't matter the circumstances. The only thing that matters is that he healed them all. Every single time. Not one place... In the New Testament, can you find a place somebody came to Jesus and he said, not today. Insomuch that the Bible records that there were times he couldn't even eat. They just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And he didn't even have time to eat because they kept coming. But he didn't turn them away. He healed them all. 
every time. Some of them, it was on their faith. Some of them, he said, your faith has made you whole. Some of them, like the guy at the pool of Bethesda, there's nothing mentioned about his faith. When Jesus said, would you be made whole? He said, I got nobody. And the, the groanimony started flowing. I got nobody to come and help me. I'm laying here and the water's troubled by the angel and I can't get in there and somebody else gets in there before me. Does that sound like faith? But Jesus told him, pick up your bed and walk. And the healer was there. It didn't matter the circumstance. It didn't matter the location. It didn't even matter that he had a groanimony to the Son of God when the Son of God showed up beside him and asked him if he would be made whole. And he had all these excuses. Jesus loved him enough. He pulled out whatever flavor band-aid that man needed. He put him on and he said, Rise up, take your bed. And he was made whole. Glory to God. There's so many people that are suffering from all kinds of stuff. But it doesn't matter what you're suffering from. (laughs) If you're in here... Now, we're not going to do a healing line, but I am going to have you do something, okay? If you're in here and you're suffering with something, and something's bothering you physically, and as we read and we went through scriptures, your faith was built up. And as we talked about every and all, all of the excuses the devils gave you for why you can't receive today, you can't receive tomorrow, you can't receive next week, next month, next year, have been kicked out of the way. And you know right now that you could receive from the Lord. I want you to just stand where you're at. And we're going to pray from right here. It's not about me. I can't get a Band-Aid to stick more than a couple of hours. It's not about me. It's about the healer, the master, the one who came and bore stripes on his back. He was marred more than any other man. I don't even know if he was recognizable when he walked down the street carrying his own cross for you and I. But he did it willingly and gladly. He could have called angels and got delivered from it. But when he was walking through there, in him being able to see the end from the beginning, he saw you guys. He saw me. He knew we would need a healer. Glory to God. And so he gave us ten times in Matthew where each and every time they were healed. He gave us all of this word all of this great edification to build us up to receive from Him. Glory to God. So if you're there in Branson, just stand where you're at. If you're watching online or on the Internet, just stand up right where you're at. Then I want you to not focus on me, not focus on anybody else. I want you to focus on the healer. So just raise your hands. And I just want you to focus on the King of kings and the Lord of lords for just a minute. He paid it all for you. He made it possible that no matter what you're dealing with, you can be made whole 
that word sozo, the same way you got healed or saved, you can get healed right now. And just as sure as you know you're saved, you can know you're going to get healed right now at this moment. So just raise your hands. You don't speak. Don't pray. Raise your hands and receive from the Lord. Okay? Father God, I thank you for your anointing in this place, going through the cameras to wherever they need to go, to Branson, to each and every person that's watching this service, that will watch it in the future. I thank you for your anointing. It destroys the yoke and renders it harmless, never to cause harm again. We come against every sickness and every disease, just as your word has told us. And we speak over each and every one of them in the mighty name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Complete restoration. Complete healing. Body, mind, soul, and spirit. Be made whole. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.